Welcome back to the Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks, from pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street USA. On this last Disneyland episode, we'll be dishing on all the Disneyland drinks. We're going to break down our favorite cocktails across the entire resort, including California Adventure, Disneyland, and the hotels. I'm Colin. And I'm Bella. And together, we are Millennials on Main Street. And I am Bethany Vinton. And this is the Main Street Dish. We're going back to Disneyland. Our final farewell to Disneyland. <laughs> Forever. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just got my Oogie Boogie tickets days ago, so... <laughs> Bless you. You waited in that. Ki- you, they said, come back. We'll, we'll have more information. They were like, wait, 13, come back again. It took yeah. 13 days to get those tickets. It seems very Halloween-y. Yeah. Do you feel like that was a marketing ploy? Yeah, I, I thought the same thing when I calculated it. I was like, I counted days. a few times. I was like, it was really 13 days. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> it seems somebody was really on top of it, but nobody made it a big deal. But yeah, so. Oh. But this is our final Disneyland episode for a bit, and especially because... We have a trip coming up, so we're going to have a ton of new content that I know people yes. are looking forward to, too. So, Yes, yeah, so much Disney World, so much, so many good things happening. We'll, we'll definitely do an awesome preview of all the amazing things we're doing on our next trip and cruise over on Patreon, so I'm excited to talk about all those details with everyone. Yeah. But um, can we talk about the fact that I'm drinking a drink on this episode? I was saying... We record typically on Thursdays, and while a drink sounds ideal, I feel we're all just busy and none of us really want to drink on a Thursday night. We all have things to do, and Friday is still Friday. It's not the weekend. So, But yeah. I was walking through the store picking up the stuff for dinner today, and I never go to this Fred Meyer, and I did, and I looked, and I saw this, and I was like, I have to buy it because it is Spindrift, hmm. oh. which is out of somewhere by Boston, right, Colin? Connecticut? Newton, Newton, Massachusetts. Newton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Delicious. You guys have drank this a lot on this podcast. From day one, this has been a staple. I drank this the first time I ever met Finn. I came out and tried it for the first time. So that was like a year ago. But it's finally in Oregon, not in Delaware, allegedly. I know. Considering the the distance between (laughs) Massachusetts, I know. Ridiculous. (laughs) It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, send it down 95. Just send it straight down 95. It's like, no, no, no. You can find this in Portland. So sad. But originally when it was first out, you could only find it in Boston and you could find it in California. So whenever I would go up to visit my family in Boston, I would grab a variety pack and (laughs) smuggle it across state lines (laughs) to bring it home. It's not drugs, Colin. (laughs) No, it's so good, though. I'm suspiciously driving through Connecticut and Jersey, just like <laughs> hyper-focused on the road. No, but it's so delicious. I mean, Spindrift has all their non-alcoholic seltzers. They're everywhere, and they're just they're fresh juice. But now, with booze. They're with booze. Which, which is delicious. And I love a seltzer. A summer, a seltzers are summer to me. I go for seltzers pretty much more often than any other drink in the summer. And a lot of seltzers have that like artificial sweetener or just they're too sweet i mean don't get me wrong i love a black cherry hard seltzer i do Mm -hmm. but these i love because i feel like you can have multiple of them without feeling like you're drinking a cup of sugar correct it feels way more fresh than most other seltzers i could really down many because they're that good (laughs) they're that good she's not speaking from experience no. No. <laughs> but I'm drinking the pineapple right now. You've had it. This is delicious, though. Yes. Pineapple's so Pineapple's good. good. Yep. Yeah. Your your variety pack also has mango and lime and strawberry lemonade, right? Yeah, the strawberry lemonade was fine. But I'm excited to crack some open during the rest of this episode. And we're just going to cry. 
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but we're talking That's about fine. drinking, so I felt like I needed a somewhat cocktail tonight. Yes, so necessary. But let's talk about drinks in Disneyland. I think we had some really, we had some good drinks. Yes. We had some great drinks in Disneyland. I'm excited to talk about them a little bit more. But let's start with somewhere that we're all relatively familiar with, but just on the other coast. Let's go to Oga's, the only place you can drink booze in Disneyland over in Batu West. This is the only place you can get cocktails inside of all of Disneyland Park. Am I correct? Aside from... Um, Club 33 and like Blue Bayou. Yeah, there's a few. But I I would assume they're batch cocktails at places like Blue Blue Bayou, like they do in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, compared to the spigot ones at Oga's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Uh, Same, same difference. You know, I say that. But I guess Magic Kingdom and Disney Disney World too, there, you know, if you sit down, there are some opportunities to drink some alcohol. Yeah. But I will say it's so weird. Going from Big Thunder Mountain to Oga's, it's still, I still can't get over it in Disneyland. It's so strange to me walking through that park and entering Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. <laughs> passing by Frontierland. I can't get over it. It's so weird. I will say, though, I think that Oga's is easier to get walk-up dining for in Disneyland than it is in Disney World. Usually, sure. especially if you go anytime during the morning, you can essentially walk up there and it's like a 10 minute wait in my experience. And I've done it multiple times. It's usually just super quick. But again, we, we briefly touched on this. They have rotating seasonal cocktails here. So great. So great. I, I don't know why they don't do this in Disney world, but to me, this is one of two reasons. No, one of three reasons why I feel Disneyland's Ogus is superior. One, rotating cocktails. Two, the food menu. Three, the foam on the fuzzy tauntaun is actually good. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't figured out over there. They really I do. I don't know what's happening on Bad 2 West, but they are in a whole different galaxy. It is clearly a different multiverse. <laughs> clearly, yeah, 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 which we very much want to be a part of. But mm-hmm. can we talk about some of, the, some of these rotating yes. cocktails? I was in Disneyland myself, what, two weeks mm-hmm. before we went as a trio and I had my favorite Ogus Cantina drink, and I was so excited. My all-time favorite Ogus Cantina drink I've ever had. And come to find out it was just there for Life Day. It was one of the Life Day offerings. But I digress. But my mind, my East Coast mind was like, they have this drink here. It's here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be here forever because we never get new drinks no. in Batu East ever. But it was the Tarkanian Night Flower, which was gin, elderflower, lime, ginger, and huckleberry. It was so delicious. It was so good and so refreshing. And then we show up and I keep hyping this cocktail. I'm like, it's the best Ogus cocktail I've ever had. And then we show up and it's not even there. You know, <laughs> It's like, what is this magic? But I can confirm that it was good because I did have that when I had been on a previous trip probably a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. The rotating cocktails, though. How hard is it to do it? You make your drinks out of the spigot to begin with. Correct. But we did have one that we really, really liked here. Yes. And it's still on the menu. Yeah. And it's still on the menu. Ginger lime tea lemonade with soju. Oh. Which I've never had soju until that trip. It was the so it, Disneyland was in its soju era for sure when we were <laughs> oh, there. Oh, it so was. We had so many good soju cocktails. We really yeah, did. Yeah, we did. And it was good. It, this one had soju, Minute Maid lemonade, Gold Peak unsweetened iced tea, habanero lime, and ginger flavors topped with matcha foam. So from... Just the description, I feel it sounds like a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like a lot of different flavors. For me, I thought it was a delicious iced tea lemonade. 
pretty much, with a hint of that habanero. Habanero. <laughs> habanero lime. Wow. A hint of that habanero at the very end with the ginger. The matcha foam for me, I'm not a matcha fan. Me the either. matcha foam for me was a little bit too much, just like almost too much. I'll have it all. Uh, yeah. It was almost too much for me, but I could definitely, it was totally fine. Mm-hmm. It was just like maybe a bit too much. But the drink itself I thought was so good. So refreshing, exactly what you want in the summer. It was. And it was kind of that, it wasn't really like, it was ginger spicy. Yes. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Like it was like a mule, like a Moscow mule. It had that gingery bite to it, ginger beer-ish. But it, I mean, it was obviously tastes a little more fresh. But you're so right. But I thought the addition of the matcha foam was so great. And guess what Starbucks has now? Matcha foam. Matcha foam. Uh, it's a thing. Well. I didn't know it was a thing, but it's a thing. I didn't either. And I, like Bella said, I'm not a fan of matcha either. It's not my go-to, but I really did enjoy it. And I liked how dense the foam was. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was super creamy. It was mm-hmm. great. And it wasn't It wasn't sweet. It was just, it gave that really nice earthy matcha flavor that I really enjoy. But it blended perfectly well with that kind of spicy, half and half Arnold Palmer situation here for it please come on over to the east coast we will greet you with open arms exactly yeah and like we kind of touched upon i think it was our last episode where i was saying you know we we said to bring back breakfast over at oga's Mm -hmm. i think also mainly for listening yeah mainly due to just people wanting to actually go to oga's more right they Mm -hmm. have an option to have a different menu at breakfast this also would bring people to oga's more Correct. Because if you had different cocktails seasonally, people would want to come. Absolutely. They don't want your boring old cocktails anymore. Yeah. But some of the cocktails on the list, there are cocktails that we have located at other places. Like the Decadona Quencher right. is on the list at Oga's and it's somewhere that something you can get at Docking Bay 7. So, right. and, you know, so it is just a little bit different. But yeah, rotate those cocktails. I mean, space cocktails can be so fun. Yeah. And so creative and kind of out there. So I feel like it's kind of like a little bit of like a... I feel like me with a little chemistry set having a good time creating this kind of crazy cocktail. For sure. And why we're there, also fix the foam. The foam in Disneyland is perfect. Like perfection. Whatever they're doing. Yeah, whatever they're doing, whatever they're using. Exactly what Oga's was when it first opened up in Disney World. It was, it's just fluffy and perfect. And I did consider getting a second asking for a cup of foam. (laughs) I'll have a side. (laughs) Maybe it's the humidity in Florida really messes with the foam. Maybe. So the other drink that we had here that is not available over in Disney World is the Dantooine Tonic. And it is a mezcal cocktail, which you, we all know we love some mezcal, mm-hmm. with passion fruit, cigarette, ginger beer, and lime. So it's kind of like a mezcal mule situation, but on paper this sounded way better than it actually was because they overkilled it for me with the passion fruit syrup. And passion fruit is something that is so sickeningly sweet that it can be incredibly overdone. So it was super syrupy, super smoky. So whoever made the batch, whoever <laughs> made the spigot <laughs> cocktail that day, well, it may have just been a little too overhanded. But on paper, this could be so delicious, but it was just so overhanded with the passion fruit. And it was pretty. <laughs> I mean, it was a shockingly gorgeous, syrupy, purpley, pinky color. Mm-hmm. We'll post it. And it came with this kind of like, I don't even know what came on the side of the glass. It was like this pink dust couldn't even tell you what it was mm. that was also sweet so it just added to all the sweetness and it, it was just a little too much so that one i'm actually not super <laughs> not super thrilled if it came over unless they played with the recipe a little bit but 
but just fun to have a drink that's not your typical drink. We're, these are desperate times for me. I just want to have a drink that's not the same. <laughs> so let's park up over to California Adventure and let's go to award wieners because I feel like we always start with award mm. wieners. Maybe because it starts with A or maybe because we love it. I'm not sure. Or maybe it's, but here we it's are. an award wiener. <laughs> First place award wiener. <laughs> and let's talk about the sangria seltzer, shall we? Yes. This is like It was actually delicious. It is. It's like a brewery X sangria seltzer that is 10%. I recall ordering No joke. Yeah, I recall ordering this and I was like Oh, you know, it's fine. It's 10%. I'll be fine. And as I slowly drank it, I was like, I am feeling this. And then we went and got on uh, Spider-Man after this. And I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt like I was an award wiener. So if you want to be an award wiener, I'm saying this is a great one. It, it was really good. And it did not taste like 10%. I could easily be fooled that it was like 5 or 6%. I would be like, mm, that seems accurate. But it was a it was a hefty pour. And it was a strong drink, too. But it really was. good. Not really crazy heavy on the sangria flavor, but just enough of that fruity red wineness to make it feel good. But it still had the lightness of a seltzer. It was like a sangria spritz. Yeah. You know? And which was perfect because sangria can be too sickeningly sweet and overwhelming sometimes, but it mm-hmm. the seltzer really mellowed it out and it made it really crushable. So that's dangerous for ten percent. But <laughs> it was good. It was really nice. If I found it in the store, I'd buy it. Same. When you call a 10% anything crushable, you know, it's not one to be messed around with. Mm-mm. No jokes, but it was really good. You can find that at Award Wieners. So let's head over to Clarabelle's hand-scooped ice cream to talk about the hard float. Ah, uh, the best alcoholic root beer float I've ever had. Because it is a hard float. It comes with a choice of your ice cream bar flavor served with your choice of alcoholic hard soda or dark beer. So we're talking about a not your father's root beer with vanilla ice cream in it. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Amazing. It, it's like twelve fifty two. It's not even that expensive. I don't know what's better than that, if we're really being honest. I love a, a root beer float moment. And to make it alcoholic, 10 out of 10. Sold. Yeah. So to me, that's like a great stop of incorporating ice cream. It's like it wants to be the frozen martini from Epcot, but it's not. Let's hop over to the Cozy Cone Motel for another (laughs) ice creamy amazing. You know, I feel like all these things defy everything we usually say we love about a drink. (laughs) I know. I know. But we're talking about the peanut butter whiskey cocktail. So this is with screwball peanut butter whiskey, peanut butter syrup, Vanilla ice cream, almond milk, cinnamon sugar, whipped cream with peanut butter drizzle. That's a lot, I know, but man, was this good. This was so good. It was absolutely delicious. I wanted to not love this as much as I ended up loving this. Everything about it, it was rich. It was creamy. It was thick. It was delicious. We paired it with the dill pickle popcorn. (laughs) So another peanut butter pickle situation. That's maybe where you got it. See, it worked. It worked, though. No, I also got it from Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs because they serve their pickled corn dogs with correct peanut butter, right? But I feel this this just worked really well. This is one I would 100% order again. I think we essentially got it almost as a breakfast cocktail, but I wasn't mad at it. Not at all. The only... I didn't try this one because I'm not a big whiskey gal, but... The only thing that was a little like off for me or confusing for me was that they have vanilla ice cream in it, but then almond milk. Correct. It could have just like, been milk. I don't think 
Right. I don't think yeah. almond milk has much of a different taste, you know, like yeah. that would that would really power through a milkshake. You <laughs> yeah. know, like I don't think power through all that peanut butter. Yeah, and I don't think you taste it and be like, ooh. Almond milk, but I wonder if they just had a good deal on almond milk. But overall, I'm not mad. Whoever <laughs> came up with it, it worked so well. It is a lot mm-hmm. when you read it, but it worked so well. It was delicious, and it was you know what? It wasn't sickeningly sweet either, oh. but it was peanut butter, peanut butter for sure. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. I can't wait to have this again. Hopefully, it stays. But it was so good. Yeah, it was really good. And also, one that I always get at Cozy Cone. This is probably my go-to cocktail. Is the vodka pomegranate limeade. It's essentially just spiked pomegranate limeade. Like spiked limeade. You can never be mad at that. No, no. absolutely not. Whenever I see a spiked lemonade, I have to get it. Yeah. Yes. I will say I don't. I don't think you guys have ever had this, but they have a drink at Cozy Cone called the Pero Dice, and it's essentially Sprite with prickly pear. They don't make a spiked version, mm. but why? Because that should be a spiked version. Just throw some vodka in that. Exactly. But prickly pear Sprite and vodka. It's a. We're, it's giving violet sake. I'm here for it. <laughs> Huge violet sake energy or violet silk. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Here for it. All right. Well, let's go to Paradise Garden Grill. Mm-hmm. And here they have the grapefruit mezcal Paloma, which is mezcal with homemade serrano syrup, grapefruit, and lime juice. You know, I like this one. Yeah. I was going to say a batch cocktail I was not mad at. Not at all. No. And it, it was fine. I don't think it stood out as some of the best we had. But I wasn't offended by it, and we got it before we were going somewhere. <laughs> goofy Sky School. <laughs> I think it was Goofy Sky School, actually. Was it? Probably. But either way, I thought it was a pretty solid mezcal drink. Yeah. Like I said, not the best, not the worst. I love a grapefruit cocktail, so I'm always going to get yeah, it. Yeah, any Paloma, I'm yeah. sold. Sold yeah. on anything, so. anything grapefruit and mezcal for sure. But it was, it was good. It was nice. It was um, maybe a little too sweet. I think that was my my yeah. issue was that it was a little bit too sweet for my liking. I thought the mezcal did come through nicely, but I wanted a little bit more citrus hit, I thought. But overall, not bad. Yeah. Let's let's run. Let's not walk. Let's run to Pim's Tasting Lab. And let's talk about some of our most favorite drinks we had. So starting with the R&D Martini, which was a espresso martini with cereal-infused milk, Dark chocolate espresso beans and cereal crumbles. Ladies, I'll let you take this away because you guys were having quite an experience drinking this cocktail. All I'm going to say, Bella, you take this away because this is easily my favorite drink I had this entire trip. And I don't think you would disagree with me. I don't disagree at all. This was my favorite drink and I was pleasantly surprised. We ordered a bunch of breakfast items. Mm -hmm. That morning, and we just sat there, and it was a beautiful cocktail, by the mm-hmm. way. Beautiful in the Pim's Tasting Lab cup. Yeah. Very, very, very nice presentation. I expected not to like this, because I, I do like my, like, dessert martinis, but they're usually, obviously, for dessert. And this was breakfast. It was, like, 9 a.m. This espresso martini, I wouldn't say was very heavy on the espresso, Mm -mm. very strong on the espresso. I keep calling it a tiramisu martini because that's the vibe it gave me. It gave me this very slight hit of espresso, but creamy, and it had the cereal infused milk was what I think really, 
really did it for me. I, I was so impressed with this cocktail. I wish that they had this in Disney World all the time because I would get it every trip. It's that good. I agree. We ordered quite a few of them. Like you said, it wasn't, because we both do love an espresso martini. It wasn't heavy on Mm -hmm. that, but it was like Mm -hmm. tiramisu. It was so good, so creamy. That like foam on the top was absolutely phenomenal. The cereal crumbles that were there, also great. I could not recommend this more. It was so, as Colin would say, crushable and yes it was yeah it was just absolutely delicious and i don't even care what time of day i know that it's a espresso martini breakfast lunch dinner midday snack i'll take it anytime yeah and it was just so smooth Mm -hmm. i think that's the other thing it wasn't overly sweet because of the cereal milk in it i think that really is what made it not super sweet actually and way more smooth than i would have when that i expected it Mm to be um i I, again, cannot say more about it. It's just so good. It, like, I, I would have this. I wish I could recreate it at home. Correct. And my only downfall, I did make it a few weeks ago. Was not the same, but, you know, we made an attempt. But I will say, the only downfall of this entire thing is it's $19. Oh, yeah. Which, mm-hmm. you're like, come on now. It's served at a essentially quick service location that is an expensive drink right. anywhere you go that to me is giving me vibes of enchanted rose you're spending you know 18 to be frank the lavender fog is cheaper yeah yeah the only thing more expensive is the seasonal old-fashioned right. but that's like widow jane 10 year exactly. age bourbon you know yeah, like. <laughs> worth it but overall i mean it's it's absolutely delicious and i had paid 19 dollars for it multiple times so i'll complain about the price but i'll still spend it because it's that good yep mm-hmm. agreed so the drink i got here was the the particle fizz so it's pog juice seltzer with fruit filled boba and it was all right something about like i talked about in the sangria seltzer I actually thought that this was the flavors of Pog were just too mellowed out. I wish it was a little bit sweeter and tasted a little bit more like juice. That's I like my Pog juice to taste very juicy. I don't know. Call me crazy. Uh, but this one was actually just a little too mellow. This one I actually wouldn't get again. Hmm. I, I just would... thought it was too bland. I just yeah. thought it was a little too, like, I, and I do like a seltzer, but I just wanted it for it to be a $17 drink. I wanted there to be a little bit more. You know. I feel yeah, that. and I don't disagree with you because I know for a fact I've had this before and I cannot trigger my memory to know what it tastes like. And I feel like that kind of is the description you're giving. It is forgettable. Yes, it is. Like there's nothing about it that stands out. Again, Pog Juice is especially too. Pulling any type of Pog Juice in Disney is something because Pog is so synonymous. I mean, mainly with Disney World, but still Disneyland people get it too. Yeah. And to just not really pull through on that, I think disappoints disney fans all around it does yeah it does but yeah forgettable unfortunately but i mean if the r&d was just so phenomenal that was a really high high bar to meet yeah i I thought it was but i actually the tropical hurricane cocktail did you guys i did i love this one yes i love this one i thought it was a little bit muted though i think if i had one one thing to say about it, it was a little bit muted in the flavors, but it was a vodka pineapple hurricane mix topped with fruit flavor filled boba, which the boba was really, I mean, it's like Nondescript. Juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like juice boba, you know, it just pops. But I liked it. I thought it was incredibly refreshing, very light. 
I could totally have a ton of them. There, it's a different vibe than the R and D martini, the espresso yes. martini. Oh, Definitely, for sure. like clear. It's clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Which is was clear. this is Shocking one that to me when I ordered it, I expected it to have like yes. sort of something else because pineapple hurricane mix to me just makes it sound like it might slightly be not creamy, but you know, just have something else to it. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. This is like the you could get a few drink all day Mm -hmm. throughout the park you know get one walk around the r&d martini is a you get it and you sit and you relax yeah i agree you know they're they're different vibes but both very very delicious yeah one final one that I want to talk about here is the Honey Buzz because, you know, we just had our Disney If You're Listening episode. This is Disney If You're Listening. So they have a few cocktails because, like, it's Pim's Tasting Lab where essentially they're trying out new ones. So R&D, obviously, your research and development. The Honey Buzz. They're now on Honey Buzz 2.0, but the original Honey Buzz was gin, lemon, and honey, and it came with a honey mm. stick in it. It was so flippin' good, and they took it off the menu and replaced it with something that's just, in my opinion, mediocre. That gin, the combination of gin, lemon, and honey was phenomenal, and having that little honey stick in there, like the little triangular honey stick that was essentially sugar, and you could, like, bite into it, and it cracked. Oh, it was so good. It's like a bee's knees cocktail. Yeah, Disney, if you're listening, I want it back. (laughs) Disney, too. I didn't even have it, but it sounds like a Oh, you would have loved it. Oh, yeah, I know. Let's head over to Carthay Circle Lounge, the best part of Carthay Circle, (laughs) to be honest. So we did go here. We did have some delicious cocktails here. Bethany, let's talk about your favorite cocktail, the one that you were so excited for us to try. Uh, You know, I think if you've listened to this podcast, you know there's a recurring pattern of how much we love dill. (laughs) (laughs) any type of pickles (laughs) and they have a dill gin and tonic on the menu here it is gin with tonic zesty deli dill pickle brine with locally grown organic dill and a lemon peel essentially what happens is they bring out your glass and the gin is in the glass and with the pickle brine and everything and then you get a side of tonic and you can make it as strong or as weak as you want to make it you're kind of the the chef in this so if you want a heavy on the tonic you can easily do that if you essentially just want it to kind of be a martini with just just a little splash of tonic you can do that spritz yeah yeah. it is (laughs) so good though it is very dill forward you get every note of dill but to me, that just works so well. There's something about this that I am absolutely obsessed with, and I have had way too many of these. They were so good, and we got them when we had dinner too, and they were so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Everything you like. I love pickles. I love gin, tonic, sold. Exactly. Yeah. It. Nothing wrong. It just makes sense. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like a gin and tonic, I love. I, I, I could get a gin and tonic. Anytime I see a gin and tonic on the menu, most likely I will get it. But it just makes sense to add dill. Like, it's like, you know, dirty martini kind of concept. Mm-hmm. But gin and tonic, and it makes sense, and it's delicious. Agreed. Delicious. And this is one of the few times that we go to dinner, and we all ordered the same exact cocktail. Because, like, yep. that is yep. not a common occurrence between all of us. So I feel that speaks volumes when that happens. It does. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that we can't all like the same thing, but we just typically, for the first cocktail, would not all order the same thing. No. No. And we did. We no did. No one regretted it. I ordered, no, I ordered the Carthay Mai Tai, mm-hmm. and it was really phenomenal. It's rum, Luxardo, maraschino, 
almond syrup with pineapple, lime, grapefruit, with a float of dark rum with orange wedge and a Luxardo cherry. It is classic, straightforward, classic Mai Tai cocktail, elevated and delicious. It's on the pricey side. I mean, it's $19, but like, you know, when in Carthay Circle Lounge, be Disneyland bougie, but it was really good. It was great. I agree. I feel like you have to be Disneyland bougie there. For sure. And I do think that the lounge absolutely kind of lives up to that feeling, that vibe. The restaurant, on the other hand, for for another day. But catch us in the lounge. Yeah. I have a few other drinks because I always go here. This is my go-to stop. Usually this is my go-to stop before I hit the airport. And I have a cocktail or two. And I will say, I do feel like they make their drinks pretty strong here compared to other places. And two that sure. I really love are the Carthay Martini. You can get it with gin or vodka. It comes with Lillet Blanc and then... Gourmet blue cheese truffle olives. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. I mean, who's ever mad at an olive stuffed with blue cheese? I don't even care. Gin or vodka at that point doesn't even matter to me if you're giving me a blue cheese olive. And then another one, it's <laughs> <laughs> true though. Another one that I feel is classic here is the double pear martini. And it's vodka with pear nectar, fresh lime juice with a marinated baby pear. And it does come with a cute little tiny baby pear in there that you can eat. Uh, but a, a very classic, in my opinion, Carthay Circle drink. And then, you know, what is Carthay Circle without great tributes to Walt? Because this is the only place in all of, I think, all of Disney, period, Disney World and Land included, where you can find a photo of Walt holding a cigarette that has not been photoshopped out. Yes. Yeah. It is there. So they, of course, have his favorite drink on the menu, which is the Scotch Mist, which is Johnny Walker Black Label with a lemon peel. And that is apparently Walt's favorite. That was what Walt always used to go for. So, Wow. I've had it. And I was like, I, Walt and I are not the same person. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad, but yeah. when you have things like the Dill Gin and Tonic on the menu, like I'm not going to gravitate towards that. No. Yeah. We also got before, we were actually here, there before we went to the airport. Yeah, see, I, I, um, I'm a, gr- a creature of habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we got the espresso martini. Mm-hmm. And it was very good. Classic espresso martini. No issues with it. It was a better one, you know, one, not maybe the best one I've ever had, but definitely up there, I mm-hmm. think. Very smooth and delicious. So I, I really think that they know how to make their cocktails Oh, there. for sure. I think. Yeah, incredibly knowledgeable, great bartenders. Yeah. Their cocktails is what stands out more than anything else. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The one thing I really, really, really want to come over to Disney World, something like it. Disney, if you're listening, bring the Hollywood Lounge over, please. Hidden Little Gem, great drinks, great lounge seating. Puts the lounge in the Hollywood Lounge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um... I loved it. Agreed. Loved it. I I love the vibe. And they had seasonal cocktails when we were there. They don't have them now. But the cocktail cocktail I had was a soju cocktail. Again, just delicious. Phenomenal. I think out of the three drinks we had, mine was the best. Oh, for sure. Just saying. (laughs) It had dragon fruit in it. Yeah, it was like a dragon fruit soju mule, essentially. And it was phenomenal. It was Um, But they have have quite a few margaritas Mm -hmm. here. We got the watermelon margarita, which is tequila, lime juice, triple sec, watermelon syrup, sour mix, and chili lime seasoning. It is no high tower rocks, no. but <laughs> but it's like it's it like does if you the go job. To Joe's on the boardwalk. 
So yes. it's like a Joe situation. Yes. But I don't know, because that always has not been a seating area over at Hollywood Lounge. Now, I believe, I, I really believe that it was Captain Marvel that was meeting over there for a while. Like, that's who I can recall there being last. But they've just changed it into seating. And Colin and I, we mobile ordered. Him and I went to pick up the drinks and we walked back. And Bella, I have never seen you look so peaceful in your entire life. I was, it was warm. The sun was on me. I could put my feet up. It was wonderful. Yeah. It's a good vibe yep, over that's there. A hap- that's a happy. That's a happy mom right yeah, there. That is a good yep. vibe. That yeah. gives me same but different vibes as Nomad Lounge. The feeling's the same, but yeah. the atmosphere is completely different. Definitely, totally. definitely. So good. So I got the platinum blue, which was rum blue curacao with dull pineapple and sour mix. Electric blue, super sweet. But it really honestly hit the vibe of exactly what we needed. It was super vacation-y feeling. Um, it was like a blue Hawaiian almost. It was so delicious. When that sun was beaten down, I was feeling it. But I'm not going to lie. My drink was blue. I was happy. It was the glow cube. <laughs> I know. Hollywood Lounge, Hollywood Studios vibes. Yeah, it is. Deserves, every drink deserves a glow cube there. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's hop over to Lamplight Lounge. We actually got a great seat we had to fight for but we got a great seat looking over <laughs> looking out at the Incredicoaster and the mickey's fun wheel my favorite thing about lamplight was this drink that i'm about to talk about it is the cinnamon toast mm. cocktail with stoli vanilla vodka frangelico rum chata and cinnamon cereal infused milk comes in the most adorable little milk mini milk glass with a little striped straw it was Talk about crushable drinks. My God, it literally just tasted like drinking cereal milk. I think that brunch at Lamplight is the most underrated thing. I've been oh, I've yeah. been quite a few times to Lamplight all hours of the day. I genuinely don't, do not think I would look to make an evening reservation there again anytime soon. Sure. Brunch to me is just superior. The food is superior. That cocktail is easily my favorite. I had that in a video of a Disney adults video that my friend Justine had done a sound of like Disney adults have it all figured out. And that was the biggest comment because every other drink was from Disney World and that one was from Disneyland. But they're like, where is that cocktail? It is this cocktail. It is cinnamon toast crunch in a glass. And it is so So crushable. And then you read it, and I'm like, I feel like it could be like Frangelico and Rum Chata, you know, a cocktail that they fake out that's really just not really a crazy cocktail. But this also has vodka in it. Yes, it has everything. Yeah. So it hits a lot. Brunch brunch to me is the superior time to go. I just think the food is better. The drinks are better. Bella, you had the Bloody Mary when you were there. I did, and I liked it. It was the Morning Glory. It's... Tito's handmade vodka with spicy Bloody Mary mix, dill pickle brine, and a dash of celery bitters. I didn't think it was overly spicy, mm-hmm. personally. No. I thought it was good. I liked it a lot. It was not the worst, not close to the worst I've ever had, but not the best. No. What a Bloody Mary. What a review. <laughs> yeah. Also, not the best Bloody Mary. Also, had, the but. thing we have with dill pickles going to Disneyland is just I know. Well, I was gonna say I actually the, I did enjoy this Bloody Mary just strictly because the dill pickle brine came yeah. through for yeah. me. Yeah, no, I And really, I was really, really thrilled with yeah. that. I thought it was a perfect addition to a Bloody Mary. I feel like it's something that they should have at all Bloody Mary bars, is they should have like pickle brine. Yeah. You know to add to your Bloody Mary. So let's talk about their secret menu here at Lamplight Lounge. 
It's honestly better than the regular menu. <laughs> no, it is. And it is like a boozy good time, mm-hmm. the secret menu. And we, we did get these to go as we were getting up and leaving. And I truly, truly enjoyed my drink. Same. I liked mine Same. too a lot. I feel that this entire menu is the equivalent of if it's just all like Long Island iced teas. They are all so incredibly <laughs> strong that you have so one strong. and they're not expensive. And I don't know if they've kept the Cove Bar because before Lamplight was Lamplight, it was Cove Bar. And so these are drinks that were on that original menu and that the bartenders don't know when they're like a hidden secret menu item. We'll post the whole list of them, but they're all so strong. Like, one and done, you're fine after one cocktail. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cocktail I had had, like, five different types of alcohol. Yeah. It is the Melrose Place, and it's vodka, light rum, gin, triple sec, rose of Regal, berry rose champagne, strawberry puree, sweet and sour. Delicious. Yeah. It was it was delicious. Very, very Yeah, delicious. it was really. You want to know it was even better when I had to chug it before I sent you guys on the fun wheel. That was great. <laughs> Good times after I had my zombie, which coconut rum, light rum, dark rum, spiced rum, <laughs> 151 rum, blue curacao, pineapple juice, orange juice, and grenadine with a skewer of three raspberries, which I did finish myself. And I also finished probably three quarters of her Melrose place. You know what has happened? And Does other happen. ones that I really like, I think my favorite one on that menu is the sea witch that is raspberry vodka with blue curacao, peach schnapps, cranberry juice. And soda water. Also, the earthquake is very good. Vodka, light rum, gin, blue curacao, 151, sweet and sour, and Sprite. Like, again, this is why it gives you the vibes of Long Islands. They're just really strong drinks. This is like, it's like pool bar bar vibes, you know, for sure. Pool bar on steroids. (laughs) Oh, yeah, crazy. Crazy. And then the classic one there that comes layered and is beautiful. It is obviously a tribute to the Ferris wheel there is the fun wheel. That's vodka, gin, light rum, passion fruit liqueur, blue curacao, sweet and sour, and soda water. It's beautiful. It is awful if you don't stir it. The flavor is horrible yeah. when it's separated because <laughs> it's just all the liquors have such different flavor <laughs> contents. But this menu overall... It is, if you're looking to go, not spend a lot and get a good bang for your buck, ask about the secret menu. And we'll post the secret menu so you know what's on it. But that's where you're going to get the best bang for your buck. Yes. And they're good. They are good. They're so good. I mean, when you read the description, you're like, you will Mm -hmm. die. But no, they're really, really delicious. Yeah, everything has like five different alcohols in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Casual. (laughs) But so good. But yeah, that to me is like my my go-to and I feel is a really good bang for your buck. But this is the first time we're getting it. We're going to talk about a drink that I strongly do not recommend that I had been recommended a lot the first time I went there for brunch. And that was the mimosa flight. I believe it's four mimosas, but it's like the five ounce beer taster glasses. And for $27, I just do not think it's a good price. It's so no. lackluster. The flavors aren't even that crazy. I think they do change seasonally, but I ordered it the first time and I was like, I know nobody recommended this to me. This is awful. Awful. Well, the thing with mimosas is, I don't get me wrong, I love mm-hmm. a mimosa, but I like a bottomless mimosa. <laughs> I don't feel like when you buy, right? <laughs> but like, I don't feel like when you buy a mimosa, you're getting any type of bang for your buck. Right. You can make a mimosa 
very easily at yeah. home. With with minimal, obviously, minimal ingredients, right. juice, champagne, that's all yes. you need. So unless it's bottomless, I don't think it's worth it. Usually, sometimes I like a nice, like, you know, a pog mm-hmm. mimosa or pomegranate. You know, sometimes I'll have a pomegranate mimosa. Yeah, those are enticing. But again, it's just champagne and juice. So to pay $27, a bit ridiculous. No, you're not even, even getting a half of a bottle of champagne and all that, too. It's such a small yeah. amount that I came to the table and I was like, I know. I know I am being punked right now. I was like, I know this Ashton Kutcher thing is long over, but I expected him to come out. Who is recommending this? This is not. You could have two fun wheels for the same price for cheaper and be feeling a lot better. And I just think they overall taste better because I just, again, think they're just standard run-of-the-mill mimosas that aren't that impressive. So that's my skip item that don't order it. It looks cool in a video. It looks cool on Instagram, but so does the fun wheel. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So that wraps up the parks. Let's hop over to the resort. So let's go to Grand Californian and let's go to Craftsman Bar. Yes. This is their equivalent of a pool bar, but I put that so lightly because it's, I don't know how to describe it. You're, you're like, there's a whole bar area that you look over the pool. Like you feel like you're, it's very the opposite of Disney World. Like it's table service. They come, they take care of you. And it's like Bar Riva, but if Bar Riva were across the way from where it was and not its own standalone place, it'd be like if it were really incorporated within the pool. So I think the vibe is really fun, especially if you go at night. The pool's usually closed. And obviously a lot of times in California, it's not that hot. So people aren't in the pool that late. But the food is delicious there, so that's always a good one. But the drinks are good. I've had the Grand Mai Tai, which is Bacardi rum with dark rum, orange curacao, origin, and lime juice. Absolutely phenomenal. I I said to Colin and Bella, I want this place to be in this episode because I think it's a great place to have a cocktail. But I've been there probably three or four times, but I don't consider myself a drink expert. So I did inquire with my friend Johnny tonight and I said Johnny what are your favorite drinks here he said his two favorite are the craftsman's garden which is mezcal lemon juice and agave nectar I mean Mm. straightforward and I don't think any of us would be mad at this at all and then his other favorite he said was the tropical bungalow which is Captain Morgan spice rum parrot bay rum Meyer's dark rum passion fruit syrup pineapple juice orange juice and coconut water Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, coconut water. I yeah, like a little that. like refreshing, but this is definitely a spot that if you are staying at one of their resorts, or even if you're not, it's such a short walk from DCA to go to this bar because yeah. essentially you just exit the park through that Grand Californian entrance and it's right there. But this is a great spot and the food is absolutely outstanding too. They have a rotating, I know you'll like this, Bella. They have a rotating hot dog. So good. Oh, yeah. I would love that. The one time I went, it was grilled cheese. So it came with a tomato soup. The bun itself that we loved when we got that sausage in DCA at Award Wieners. The bun itself was grilled like grilled cheese. And then you came with a tomato soup to dip it in. And it was maybe $12. Love. Mm -hmm. So a great option. Would you like a good hot dog? Hot dog of the month. They rotate monthly. (laughs) Okay. So sticking in the Grand California, let's head over to... The Hearthstone Lounge, which is where we pre-gamed our dinner at uh, Napa Rose. Two, two of um, us pre-gamed dinner. Bella was... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Bella was in her unbeknownst mocktail journey. 
I tried to pregame. So let's talk about the drink you ordered and then the one that you wanted to order. Yeah, okay. So I went up to the bar and I ordered all three of our cocktails. Did I not? Yeah, you did. And when he gave me the price, in my head I thought, suspicious. But I didn't didn't think further. My mind didn't go further than that other than, ooh, cheap. And I gave him the gift card I Mm -hmm. had. That was that. So when we went to the table in the lobby just to sit and have our drinks, my glass was a pretty standard water Mm -hmm. glass, right? That was probably first. Well, the price was red flag number one. (laughs) The water glass was was red flag number two. Then I tasted it, and I literally said, wow, this tastes like juice. Again, red flag flag number three. (laughs) And you want to know red flag number four? Red flag number four was when I watched him make the cocktails and he cracked open a <laughs> bottle of something and poured it into your water glass and yep. just put it on the bar. Yep. And it was like, they pre-batched their cocktails by the bottle here? I'm like, that is so strange. Uh, yeah, so what I what the guy ended up giving me was their grapefruit mocktail, which is Fever Tree, sparkling pink grapefruit, falernum, lime juice, and grapefruit juice garnished with a grapefruit wheel. Now, I will say, this is probably one of the best mocktails I've ever had. Okay. Not going to lie. It was delicious. Agreed. It was so good. Like, I could have totally drank many of these and had, you know, I mean, with vodka, it would have been wonderful or some gin or something. But this this mocktail was phenomenal. What I wanted to order and what I definitely ordered, I swear I said grapefruit spritz. I did not say grapefruit mocktail or whatever the heck this is called. Grapefruit spritz is... Keta One Botanical, Grapefruit and Rose, Moet and Chandon, Imperial Brute Champagne, Lemon Juice, Garnished with a Lemon Twist, and Edible Rose Petals. Like, how good does that sound? It does. So good. You know, one day we'll get you back to Disneyland where you can have it. Yeah. Like, this was my cocktail. This cocktail was made made for me. But then this man behind the bar thought that this was actually made for me. He He was like, he was like, this child gets a grapefruit soda. Yeah. 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 He either thought I was a child or pregnant, which neither good for myself (laughs) or true. Correct. Because I clearly, I definitely said grapefruit spritz, not even a question, but that's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. And you know, I had a great mocktail and I was a little sad, but I still am. But now we just have to, you can remake that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. Because we actually have the grapefruit and rose botanical cuddle one. Yeah, Literally right downstairs. So got you. I got you covered. All right. Coming up in a future episode. Yeah. No, but I, you know, and the thing is, theoretically, yes, we could have gone back and, you know, whatever. But we were headed to Napa Rose. We didn't have time. We already checked into our dining reservation. We were just waiting for our table to be called. So there was, there was no point. We were like, guess what we're going to do? Order a bottle of wine at dinner and everything will be better. Yeah, yeah and I mean, it was funny, and yeah. I enjoyed my mocktail, and I totally could have said, not said grapefruit spritz. Like, it, 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 whatever happened, happened, and it was still a delicious mm-hmm. drink, so. I have two that I really like here, because I've been here multiple times with my friend Johnny. The first time I went, he tried to order me a specific drink, and they were actually out of limoncello. So I'm going to talk about the drink that I got instead first, because this was also absolutely fabulous. It's the Blackberry Bramble. It is Tito's Vodka, Lime Juice, Agave Nectar, Mint Blackberries, Chambord, 
garnished with a lime wedge. It was absolutely delicious. Such a well-balanced drink. It does give me vibes of the blackberry sour that we absolutely love over at California Grill, but next level. Yeah. It's even better. The Chambord, I feel like I bet. you get that flow to Chambord. It just makes things feel fancy, even when they're not. But my absolute favorite here is the lemon lavender martini. This is impressed gin with limoncello, lemon juice, lavender syrup, and garnished with a lemon wheel. It is a beautifully purple color, and it is a fabulous drink. Love gin. Love empress mm-hmm. gin, honestly. Makes for a beautiful oh, cocktail. stunning. Stunning. Lemon lavender, never mad at it. Mm-hmm. No. I got the rum whiskey sling, which was Angel's Envy bourbon with rum clement, lemon juice, honey vanilla syrup, bitter truth orange bitters with a honeycomb wedge and an orange wheel. This was absolutely delicious. So good. I just wanted something that was just a little bit different. And the sling was fantastic. I love the combination of the orange and the honey. It came through. It reminded me a little bit of that orange blossom Manhattan that we had over at Bellevue Lounge in Disney World, which was absolutely delicious, but it was phenomenal. Loved this drink. Yeah, but this is a good stop. I, I really do enjoy Great it. You bar. either can go up or you can be seated and they do take walk-ups now that they'll put your name on a list but the food here is also phenomenal i've had food here i've had the poutine i believe it was a chorizo poutine so good but again we're going to dinner in aperos so it's not like oh let's pregame with appetizers too but i do enjoy this it's i don't know what vibe it is if i try to compare it to disney world it kind of gave me vibes of territory lounge and wilderness lodge for sure but it's a bigger, li- bigger, yeah, 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 bigger. It's kind of like a, a, a mix between Territory Lounge and Whispering Canyon. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little bit of mix of both, but really, really good. Great bar. They have its two separate lineups. So if you hang to the left, it's for seating. If you hang to the line on the right, it's just kind of a walk-up service to the bar. Grab a seat in the lobby. Beautiful lobby. Mm-hmm. Again, very much Wilderness Lodge vibes there. We grabbed a, a seat at comfortable comfortable seating, waited for a reservation. It was yeah. great. And I also like that they'll give you it in a glass glass and not just a plastic cup when you leave to go sit in the lobby. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That's a nice Fancy. touch. It's a nice touch. All right. So let's hop over to the Disneyland Hotel for none other than... Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Room, essentially a carbon copy of the one over at the Polynesian. Yeah, like a little different on the inside, but not much. It's the equivalent. It's funny that we started this episode with Ogas, and now we're ending this episode with Trader Sam's because they both have versions on the East and West Coast that are shockingly very similar. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're a little bit different, but not much. Trader Sam's in Disneyland has a few things that I do think it has a good advantage. I like the vibe of the one in Disney World. It's a little bit smaller, but the one there is a little bit bigger and you can make a dining reservation. Hello, Disney World, if you're listening, thank you. I just feel that's such a game changer because it's so hard to get on the walk-up list at in Disney World. Sometimes it can be three hours. Sometimes you, they'll literally seat you right that minute. It, it it really depends. So I like that. I will say I also think the food is better here. I'm a big fan of their tonkatsu ramen. I get it almost every time I'm here. They have a lot of good things. Wow. And there is a cocktail that I've had here, and I don't know if there's more on the menu, that they don't have in Disney World, and that's the Shipwreck on the Rocks. That's Maker's Mark bourbon with agave nectar and freshly muddled lemon and mint a good one. It also makes the room do things, which I think is like oh, such really? a fun part of Trader Sam's in general. But besides that, it's pretty much the same. You can pick inside or outside because Disney World, there is an insider outside too, right? You have the Tiki Terrace yes. outside, but that is a walk-up bar that you walk up in order 
separate separate and not equal Correct. yeah <laughs> but in disneyland you can get both the same reservation so if you book it they said you want to sit inside or outside and you can sit outside on the terrace out there which again is gorgeous but you just kind of lose all the fun vibes that is trader sam's but Overall, I think sure. it's funny that we started with Ogas and then we're ending with Trader Sam's because if you've been to one, you've essentially been to them both. They're very similar. Except for the Shipwreck correct, Rocks. Correct. But I mean, like, that's such a small detail. And if you really told a bartender in Disney World that you wanted that, I would assume they'd make it. I would assume it would not do anything to the room, but, you know, they'd make it. Yeah. That would be cool. The ultimate test to find out. Well, maybe we'll try it next time. But I still I still love Trader Sam's and I really do enjoy that you can go and pre-book and make a dining reservation there. And so you don't have to wait for three hours. Or rope drop. That That is like the ultimate rope drop. Correct. Cocktail situation. Correct. But love it. Still great. Both coasts. But I mean, it's funny today. We had Becky on the show a few weeks ago, right? And we talked about the Disney dining plan. Yes. And she had just posted about, I'm pulling it up right now, Disneyland versus Disney World and the actual comparisons of coast-to-coast throwdown of overall table service, how many options there are at the average score. We've talked about nothing but cocktails in this episode. This is how funny it is. I want you guys to guess these numbers. How many overall bars or lounges do you think Disneyland has? Number of options. Bars and lounges. What is classified as that? Bars and lounges. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... 25. Ah! Oh, wow. I w- is that too many? Yes. I was going to say... 13. 12. Seven. Oh, oh. They have seven. seven things that are categorized as a bar or a lounge. Disney World, let's guess. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. you're right. The only lounge in Disneyland is Ogos. Right, 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 right. Um, Disneyland proper. Right. How many bars or lounges do you think are in Walt Disney World? 33. I was going to say 40. Double your answer, Bella. 66? 66. So I think wow. that takes the cake of... Well, you know, we obviously talked a lot in this episode, but there's a reason why this all can be condensed into one episode. And then we have separate drinking episodes for every single park and like resorts and Disney Springs. Significantly more Correct. options in Disney World. But I just thought that was interesting today. Yeah. 66 versus wow. seven. Becky coming in for us with the, with the data every exactly. time. Exactly. And when it comes to in-park bars or lounges, a Disneyland Resort has five and Walt Disney World has 23. Wow. And the highest score of an in-park lounge in Disneyland is 91%, and the highest score in Disney World is 98%. That tracks. Numbers. So, Becky, thank you. Thank you for those numbers. But, you know, I think that's the difference. Like, we had this whole episode, and we've essentially covered all of Disneyland. One and done. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. All right, so continuing on our little segment of subscriber shoutouts for our lovely Patreons. Again, we asked them the question of what is your quintessential Disney vacation food item, beverage? What is that one thing that you have and it feels like you're on a Disney trip? And our friend Rebecca said, thought fitting for Trader Sam, she said, a hippopotami tie with two shots of rum, of course. Two shots of rum. Oh, can we insert the audio there? Do we we have any? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> Insert audio. Two shots of rum. 
Bethany, our, our editing wizard. Yeah, insert audio here. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, Trader Sam's is a whole entire vibe. I feel like that's something that's so quintessentially Disney. Mm -hmm. A place that really can only exist in Disney and make sense in Disney World. Yeah, and I feel it's the epitome of, oh, when you feel like you're actually at Disney. After I've got, got uh, to a place, showed up to the line, was told to wait three hours, and then finally got a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Hard work pays off. Pre-planning pays off. Just expect like, to spend that time in line the next few days, and it's just balancing you out perfect. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, this is what this is when you can get at the Cheeky Terrace mm -hmm. outside. True. But no one's going to yell two shots of rum. They might turn and look at you funny if you do it on the terrace. But <laughs> We'll yell it at you if we're there. Oh, yeah, for sure. If, do you guys have a – well, I think I know Bethany's answer. Is there a drink that once you have – you're, you know you're on vacation. A violet sake. I, I, yeah, I assumed yours was violet sake. How about you? It's tough. It depends on my vibe. I could say Mediterranean wave. That gives me vacation vibes because it's the frozen that frozen cocktail yeah. kind of like pooly vacation vibe. Or if I'm sitting having a seasonal old-fashioned enchanted rose. Mm -hmm. That's like to me such like a, the vibe of being in the Grand Floridian to me is my quintessential like I'm in Disney, I'm in the Grand Floridian, you know? But having that seasonal old-fashioned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, Colin's childhood, just reliving his childhood at the Grand Flow. <laughs> yeah, sipping on, sipping on my seasonal whiskey. Yeah, um, but no, you that to me is like in my the soft serve for the whiskey, Colin. I know Gasparilla is really honestly, but I've really upgraded. Yep, now it's my own money that I'm spending and not my parents. True. True. <laughs> yep. And it's way more expensive way than more. an ice cream. Exactly, that's true. Self serve ice cream in the yeah the late nineties. Yeah, oh, yeah. so different I think, back I then. I think mine is probably like just a drink at the pool bar. Mm. Period. Once you get in, you just get a drink from either the quick service, I guess, or the bar, whatever hotel. <laughs> Bella's like the first drink I have. Yeah, wherever. No, it's at the hotel though. At the hotel, the resort. A yeah, resort at drink. the resort. Yeah, for like, sure. I just feel like you're get you're there. You're checking in. You're unpacking. We have a baby. I would like a drink <laughs> after traveling. After that flight. Yeah. yeah, like that's just now where yeah. I'm at. Do you, you know, know in my mind, I picture you checking into Port Orleans French Quarter and Colin's like over at the desk holding the baby and trying to get checked in. And he turns around and he's like, where's Bella? And you're just at Scat Cat Club <laughs> having a cocktail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's fine. Whatever you can make me the fastest. Exactly. Yeah. And you walk over. She's got an order of beignets already too. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's probably so that's accurate. No one would be mad. But yeah, Trader Sam's no, is a good no, spot. Like, that. obviously, we just talked about it. It does feel very Disney, and the vibes there are immaculate. Very. I was listening to another podcast, and they described it as the Rainforest Cafe, but for adults. No. I no. <laughs> the Rainforest Cafe is awful. No. Oh, no. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Until I get a broken it's elephant on the stage that starts to, like, but doesn't do anything? No. No, but it's mm -hmm. a good time. So that's it for this episode of The Main Street Dish. You can support our show by subscribing on Patreon and subscribing on Instagram. Take a minute to rate our show on iTunes. Be sure to follow us on all our social media. And for Bella and Bethany, this is Colin, and we will see you on the next show. Bye.